Welcome to 10 Minutes With, a long-time favourite of InDaily's weekly Business Insight edition, which is brought to you by our partner, BDO, trusted business advisors helping achieve your goals. This summer, we have our guests in the studio to chat about specific industries that are important to the South Australian economy. Today we're chatting with BDO Business Services partner Kishan Vijayadas about the opportunities for startups and new business ventures. Thanks for joining us, Kishan. Good to be here, Andrew. What unique attributes and opportunities does South Australia present to anyone wanting to launch or grow a business? I think the biggest thing since COVID-19 has been how safe our state has been compared to anywhere else in the world, let alone other places in Australia. Um, That's probably the strongest attribute that's come out of 2020. But beyond that, when we've spoken to businesses over the last 15 years, what we've consistently found is that South Australia is fundamentally an immensely easy place to do business. It is cheap to start up. It is cheap to grow. There's plenty of resources in highly educated workforce. There is a large workforce. There's good universities that deliver high-quality graduates. Um, It's got great infrastructure very stable government policies, and it's close to major markets in Australia, and it's also very close to major markets in Southeast Asia and Asia. So all of those attributes present it as a very great place to do business. It's often quoted as a place which is excellent in order to launch a new venture because it's a great testing ground as well. If it works in Adelaide, it tends to work out really well in other parts of Australia. So these combined in one go is what makes it all work. And I do believe the strength of us coming out of COVID or managing COVID in such a great way, that is going to deliver great dividends this year. Which are some of the sectors that startups had success in during 2020? Healthcare, technology, services, professional services, traditional and otherwise. Um, those were the core areas. Anything to do with technology was super exciting in 2020 because it wasn't disrupted. Anything to do with services were also not highly disrupted, except for areas like tourism and hospitality, which were affected due to the virus and the policies that governments put in place. But those three key areas were super successful in 2020. And so what do you see as being the main opportunities for startups and new businesses in 2021? I think the long-term trend, Andrew, of digitization, if I can call it that, we're still in the infancy of digitization. Um, whilst businesses have harnessed technology, software systems, and those sort of products and platforms over the last 20 years, it's not complete yet. So as the technology adoption increases, as new software systems, as new technologies come to bear, that is the still, in my mind, the single biggest driver of growth for businesses generally. And no matter which sector you think of, healthcare, aged care, government services, banking, professional services, manufacturing, every area is being touched by technology in a fundamental way. Um, The technology that filters through from large businesses to small businesses makes it a lot more um, accessible, both from a skill set perspective, but also from a cost perspective. And as that deploys through and gets harnessed by businesses of all sorts, the adoption rate has increased. What's happened in 2020 because of COVID as well, the rate of adoption of uh, technology generally by government consumers, businesses, because you had to, 
that's accelerated adoption of technology. That, to me, is the single biggest trend that's going to continue on for the next 10 years, but across all the different sectors. What does that kind of mean? What that kind of means to me is there's going to be an unlocking of demand. There's going to be unlocking of demand from businesses and consumers. There's going to be an unlocking of demand even from governments. So demand is going to be quite strong. Then it's about businesses being able to supply that demand over the next five, ten years. The other thing that's also going to do, I think, is it's going to unlock productivity because it's going to give people the tools and the means to do better, faster, cheaper, quickly. And in an era where everything's on demand, it's now and not tomorrow, not day after. It's all about now because people are busy and they want things now. In that era, technology and using technology in the right way is going to give every business the platform for future growth. So to me, technology is not necessarily the thing that people are chasing. People are chasing the productivity increases that come out of technology. And that to me is the big opportunity for startups. Either creating the technology, optimizing existing technology either in existing sectors or taking existing technology to different sectors, um, or creating the new technology, either one of those things will be big opportunities for startups and new ventures. In the past few years, we've seen universities play a key role around Australia and also in South Australia in delivering accelerator and incubator programs for startups. How do you think that this will be affected given the, the tough economic environment that universities are now facing? I'll answer in two ways, Andrew. The short-term answer is um, the universities have to find a, a way of making the budgets work. But in the long term, to be relevant to the markets, Bearing in mind, because of digitization, the world is getting smaller. You could do a course anywhere in the world online today. So for university to be relevant, they have to be on the leading edge of um, skill sets, knowledge, experience, but also providing that experience to their consumers, the students. Um, in order to provide that expertise, they need to be running programs like this, is my view. They need to be um, deploying their experience and knowledge to businesses in different ways. So having these sort of structures are going to be important. The challenge for them is how do you fund it? But the funding would come from two sources, as it usually does, partly from government in the short term, but longer term from businesses themselves. If you're delivering value, then businesses are going to find a way of funding that stream of services that's being provided. Another way of harnessing it as well is to look at it as intellectual property that's being created and to share in the wealth that's being created, which is something that happens really well in the US where funding for um, IP and new venture creation is a very mature and sophisticated market. Those things haven't happened as much in Australia, but it's taking, it's taking leaps and bounds in the last couple of years. And certainly the risk appetite for those sort of ventures are increasing. As industry, in the form of capital markets, partner with universities to deliver a better ecosystem, there will be funding for these sort of programs. What are some of the most common errors you see being made by startups? Not understanding the market very well in terms of how revenue streams are going to come through and grow, creating enough margin and ensuring that this um, sufficient cash flows to actually grow the business in a sustainable manner. Um, it's not always about the technical solution. It's not always about the product. 
it's a combination of um, owning the hearts and minds of your customers as quickly as possible, improving, optimizing the product, but always making sure that you've got really good cash flow. Cash flow either um, helps a business drive or it kills a business really, really quickly. And oftentimes we see the lack of cash flow to be the single biggest impediment of the business actually growing on its chosen trajectory. It often then creates some distraction because if you're lacking cash flows, you will then have to go and find cash flow. It also takes the business off its strategic direction to go and deal with that particular problem. So the more problems you have to deal with that's outside your strategic direction, cash flow being the biggest single factor, the more likely you're going to have a stressful position and less likely you're going to achieve your strategic objectives. What cash flow also does, Andrew, is cash flow provides you with options. Um, even where a company is making a loss, but if it's got cash flow, it still has options to deal with the issues at hand. But if it no longer has cash flow, the options stop immediately. And you've got a business that is going to pretty much hit the wall. So cash is king for a reason, and it's king because it provides businesses with, with certainty. It provides businesses with options. What help can BDO offer startups? Andrew, BDO can offer lots of services to startups. I like to summarize it by saying that it's knowledge, experience, and care. So we bring accounting, corporate finance, asset protection, and wealth knowledge to the table. We bring experience through dealing with many, many, many business owners in South Australia across all sorts of industries from manufacturing, professional services, technology, um, and you name it. But the thing that I think that brings it all together really well is the care factor. You do your best work when you really care for someone and bringing the experience and knowledge to bear along with care for the person that you're looking after and for the organisation that you're looking after, I think that's what we do best. Thanks for joining us, Kishan. Andrew, glad to be here and I hope that there's some good takeaways for your listeners. This concludes our January Business Insights podcast series. Go to indaily.com.au for all the latest local business news. This 10 minutes of business insight is brought to you by BDO, trusted business advisors helping achieve your goals. Visit bdo.com.au.